The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. All right, and welcome to the North Remembers podcast. We are live. It is October 7th, 2021. We're heading into week number four. Is it week number four, Renny? Week four in the books. Yeah, one week off, uh, but we're back. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of confused of which week it is here. But uh, some big numbers put up last week, Renny, by, by a few players. Elijah with 106. You had 112 in your game. And then Nick puts up 127 points. Yeah, uh, you know, those are some big numbers out there. Nick obviously is on a roll lately. I'm not looking forward to facing him here coming up in week five. And, uh, you know, so hopefully that trend goes in the other direction. But, you know, obviously I was happy with my 112. Yeah, definitely. And three people over that uh, over that 100 mark pretty comfortably. And I feel like some people, as we'll get to it here in a second, could have had even more points had they had certain people in the game's uh, on their bench. So uh, let's go to that first game uh, with the most points scored. Hodor's Hodor's 127 points uh, against me. The Nature Boy, Nature Boy Martini's a rough week for me, only 73 points. Uh, big week, Rennie, out of Jalen Hurts and Derrick Henry for Nick. Yeah, you expect that out of Derrick Henry. Obviously, that's why he was a first round pick, you know, top of the charts for many people. But Look at that seventh round draft choice, Jalen Hurts, really coming through with them this year, putting up a big game. Uh, you know that dual threat, obviously, really helping him out in, in his fantasy team. Thirty-one points, three hundred and eighty-seven yards. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, and, you know, forty-seven yards, eight carries. So that definitely adds up. And Derrick Henry, just a beast again. Thirty-three carries, one hundred and fifty-seven yards, a touchdown. 20 yards receiving. I mean, he's averaging 28 carries and 127 yards and a touchdown a game. That's 21 and a half points. It's nice to have that going for you. You know, just nice to rely on that person that you don't even have to think twice about starting every week. He may have one down game when he gets like six points, but, you know, he's just an absolute workhorse, you know, not only for fantasy football, but for that football team, the Tennessee Titans. And uh, in a losing effort to the Jets, nevertheless. And it's not like, you know, they blew them out and just ran the ball the whole game. They, they lost that game. You would expect them to be passing. But their top two wide receivers were out, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. And so, obviously, they just go to Derrick Henry. Yeah, pound the rock. And speaking of pounding the rock, uh, not for as many yards, but for quite a few points. Uh, Nick also gets James Conner uh, with 18 points there. Uh, it's it was a great plug-in. I was talking to Nick at the hunting shack actually about it, and he had three running backs he was uh, debating between, and this was definitely the best choice for him. Yeah, I mean, 18 carries against the the Rams, not something a lot of people probably expected. 
and so obviously had a lot of opportunity there and, and had a nice game, nice plug-in, nice choice matchup, or for whatever reason he did it, uh, really worked out for him. 100%. And, I mean, just uh, those players we just mentioned pretty much beat me all on their own. Uh, I had a good, really good week again from Zeke Elliott. 20 carries, 143 yards, and a touchdown, 20 points. That's two 20-point games in a row for him. Uh, and then even Deontay Johnson against the Packers, nine receptions, 13 targets, 92 yards and a touchdown, 15 points. But when you're getting 10 points out of Brady, you know, one point out of Lamb, two points out of Kelsey, uh, you're in trouble, uh, especially after Brady had 35, 39, and 35 for weeks one through three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, rough game there. Obviously in the rain, just a ton of field goals. I had, you know, his kicker, so that was good for me. But Zeke, you know, nice for you to see Zeke coming through. I think he was your first round pick, right? And yep. his first round, yep. uh, number 12, looking like an old old self. I don't think last year he played that great necessarily to, you know, for his standards, but really coming along and they are running a lot, I think, to the chagrin of all those, you know, fantasy owners that have those receivers on the Cowboys. Yeah, once I knew it was your uh, your number two with Mike McCarthy there, you know, one thing about him, he likes to try to establish the run on first and second down. So I just figured eventually it's going to it's gonna work out for me. So, yeah, it's good to see that, but just not enough for my team in that game. Uh, great, great win by Nick. Uh, thorough ass kicking of me. So uh, let's look at the second game. We got waiver wired hot office trade against Girl on Fire, uh, 81 to 77. A close one here, Rennie. Uh, and it definitely came down to the wire in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, we were watching that that game. And um, obviously, you know, a huge, we'll get that in a little bit, but, you know, a huge game from Kyler Murray, you know, still himself. Um, but that, you know, trade for waiver wire worked out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 17 points. You know, he got a touchdown. Uh, this week, you know, kind of got off that touchdown uh, drought. Uh, got a steady Lamar Jackson, 20 points. You know, steady Eddie. You know, not the greatest of weeks, but, you know, enough for him. And yep. then Antonio Gibson. So, the, you know, the three, you know, quarterback, two running backs really uh, held held him up there. Yeah, and with Kyler Murray getting, you know, the 25 points, winning the battle at quarterback against Lamar, uh, Heidi was looking good, especially after Dawson Knox, the big free agent acquisition, uh, five catches on eight targets, 37 yards, two touchdowns, and 15 points, uh, you know, taking care of the big hole that was left by Robert Tanya not doing anything for Heidi. So, and then 13 points out of Kareem Hunt against Minnesota. She was just really hurt by that Rams D, only getting zero points. Uh, cap things off and then our new kicker Daniel Carlson as we said we'd get to only manages two points against the Chargers <laughs> yeah you know the Dawson Knox move feels a lot like last year when she picked up Tanyan because you know that was a mid-season pickup on the way to a championship comes right out of the gates with 15 points you, you couldn't ask for a better you know pickup but then Daniel Carlson number one kicker rated on the league <laughs> goes and just lays an egg you know for, for the most part two points missed a kick right at one point missed a kick and then the other team went down and scored so uh, i think her if she would have kept the same kicker she might have won that game <laughs> yeah and it, not not just that it was a 52 yarder that was missed she lost by four there's the difference right there and if you remember if i'm not mistaken after that miss 
uh, uh, what's his face uh, from the uh, from the Chargers, the wide receiver. I, I'm blanking on the name now uh, on waiver wired. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think, got a couple points as well. Uh, so it was a pretty big, pretty big slip there for her uh, going on to him winning the game. Yeah, it might have been actually my guy, Austin Eckler, that ended up getting a Russian touchdown right after it. That's what it was. <laughs> so I was, it was an interesting turn of events in that game. That's why I love fantasy football. It makes every single game interesting. I think the Bengals-Jaguar game was probably the least amount of you know players in any game a week or two. But other than that, there's always something to watch. And when you have games coming down like that to the wire, it's just fun. It gets you interested in these West Coast teams that you don't normally watch. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, you know, a few years back, you know, there were certain games that I thought maybe I would never watch and then start getting more and more into fantasy football. And like you said, you just, you're, you know, you're kind of almost on every play just wondering, is that my guy or is this whoever's guy that's playing in the game tonight? So... It really does make every every Sunday and every Thursday, every Monday, a lot more enjoyable when it comes to that. Uh, so let's go to the next game here. Michelle goes down again uh, against the sneaky little hobbits. Is I, I thought she was going to have a better week uh, after what Saquon Barkley did for her, but Tyree Kill, my God, eleven catches, one hundred and eighty-six yards, and three touchdowns. Just a monster week. Thirty-six points and uh, really led the way for hobbits. And Elijah feels like he's getting on a little bit of a roll. Uh, I think that's back-to-back wins for him with some nice games out of out of his lineup. And uh, he's, you know, always hanging around in the league too. So we'll see if, you know, he can really take the lead and sort of just keep that momentum going here. Yeah, a good week uh, also, yeah, out of his quarterback, uh, Allen with 23 points. James Robinson against Cincinnati, uh, 19 points there. Uh, we'll- Great, great week out of his running back. And then Justin Tucker, 13 points, three for three on field goals, two for two on extra points, just after getting that 99 rating in Madden, uh, after his record-breaking 66-yard field goal against Detroit in week three. So uh, quite the quite the performance out of those guys. And then on his bench, Cordero Patterson. Well, I know all about it because I was playing the other running back there, sitting on his bench with 29 points, could have had the high score uh, if it wasn't DeAndre Swift in his lineup and it was Cordero. Score Daryl Patterson is what they're calling him down in Atlanta. You know, he's scoring so many touchdowns. Um, no one, I don't think anyone saw that coming. But obviously, you know, nice free agent pickup a couple weeks ago. Yeah, is he a, is he a hybrid, actually? I didn't even look, actually, at that. Did they allow him last, to Last I checked, he was only a running back. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, you know, he all of his catches are, are receiving touchdowns, it seems like, half the time, too. So... It's it's pretty crazy. He's a he's a dual threat, uh, but you know, once again, the Minnesota Vikings let somebody go, and look at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he found someone that knows how to you know get his talents, I mean, that's basically it. It's just exploiting what he does best. He's an athlete, yeah, for sure. Uh, and speaking of athletes that uh, that didn't perform this week, Mr. Sacco's Aaron Jones. Only seven points, 15 carries, 48 yards, a fumble, uh, and then 51 yards receiving. Not what she was hoping for. Uh, after the last time that we uh, we had the podcast going, it was uh, the incredible uh, three or four touchdown performance, rather, uh, that he had. Yeah, a little bit of inconsistency out of him this year. Not producing like, uh, you know, she would have hoped or expected. Nope. And then, uh, you know, the 25 points out of Burrow was good, but... Uh, 
just not enough to uh, to overcome, like we said, that big week out of the Hobbitses. So uh, that that brings us now to the undefeated Warhawks against Chili Dog Nelmark, and this one wasn't even close, uh, eighty to fifty-five. Just a rough outing for Baker Mayfield against Minnesota, only putting up nine points for Chili Dog. Yeah, and I don't think he has anyone on his bench either. So you know he might have to make some moves here pretty soon uh, to rectify that. And, uh, you know, Joe Mixon only 12 points. He got injured, you know, now so his horse is out. And, and Terry McLaurin had a good week, 24 points. But uh, you got it, you know, mentioned in the notes here. Big week from the bench. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Taylor with 17 points. Uh, he will be in, the, I'm assuming, going to be in the lineup uh, this week. Uh, Marquise Brown, 15 points there for, uh, for Baltimore. And then Corey Davis for the Jets, 17 points. So, uh, you put all those people in there, it's close to, uh, yeah, I don't know if he would have won, but it would be pretty damn close. And, you know, all Warhawks, Warhawks really had going for him as far as big performances was that Patty Mahomes game, five touchdowns, put up 41 points. 41 points out of the total of 80. <laughs> yeah. Completely carried his team this week. And, uh, well, you look at Chili Dogs, 24 points came from Terry McLaurin, and he only had 55, almost identical, you know. So not, not a great game from, from the rest of the team besides the one guy for them, for each of them. Yeah, I mean, all of Warhawk starters, other than Chase Edmonds, Diggs, and then Mahomes, as we had said, uh, they were on the low single digits. So uh, definitely that's why you draft somebody number one overall, Patrick Mahomes, uh, showing why he's worth every bit of that. Absolutely, and 80 is no, it's not a terrible outing by any means. I mean, that's still a good, I mean, if that's your bad outing, you take that any day of the week uh, because, you know, 55, 60s can happen in a hurry with injuries here. But, you know, obviously one of those key games that you like seeing as the season go on, if you're the Warhawks, uh, leading your way to the playoffs and hopefully something better. Most definitely. And, uh, I think the, the biggest thing for Warhawks is if, if Mahomes stays healthy, I mean, he, he's not the kind of person that gets hurt all the time, but if he's healthy, I really, I don't think there's another quarterback that that's going to stand up to him by the end of the season in terms of overall points. It's just amazing what he does week in and week out. Yeah, just absolutely consistency. And you see why, you know, Warhawks take, take, took him number one. And as, you know, we're a quarter of the way through about to the season, you can't doubt that pick. No, no, and I was—I'm always the one that says, you know, quarterbacks are going to be going high, and it's because I just—I see it every year. People take them, and rightfully so. We usually see those people either in the playoffs or knocking on the door. And Warhawks is starting the season out uh, in that position, definitely once again here. So uh, we'll see where things go for him. A person who the who's not having the things go the way that they typically go, as far as being a playoff contender, is D-Ball. He loses again, 98 to 78 against Hard No. And Becky. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but it feels like a little bit of a different year for D-Ball. Yeah, in terms of you always expect him maybe to have a little slow start, but he's going to come along and maybe this falls into the trap. You know, you're not paying attention and he sneaks up out of the reeds and makes the playoffs on you. Um, you know, but obviously a disappointing start to the season, right? One and three. Um, and so, you know, with not a lot of good scoring, you know, coming out of his lineup. No, I mean, Rogers with 27 points, uh, 
you know, that's that's a pretty good outing, uh, but that's what you expect from Rodgers. But then only 12 points out of uh, Elvin Kamara and 12 out of Smith. I'm saying only because you need to score more when your opponent's putting up 98 points when it comes to that. And the rest of uh, D-ball starters in single digits. And, you know, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong uh, on his bench. Randall Cobb with the breakout game at 18 points. Uh, you can attest uh, to what I was saying because uh, I was at your house talking about it during the game. Yeah. Wise crack of the week, if that that's for sure. We're sitting there in the living room and Johnny's complaining about Aaron Rodgers being acting like the GM and getting Randall Cobb into the Packers only, you know, to not do anything. <laughs> Next thing you know, breaks out for a touchdown. I think he had two, you know, and then gets 18 points on the whole night. Just totally shut you down on your comment. I think he had two touchdowns. Yeah, he might have had two. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll eat crow just like I did when I said I would never watch the Packers when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And I put my hand on the Bible in Wisconsin Dells and said it. So, so, so I can be wrong time to time, and I was with that one. Uh, but what I wasn't wrong about was Becky having a great quarterback, like I said, after the draft. And Dak Prescott, once again, four touchdowns, 34 points. And then David Montgomery for the Bears against Detroit puts up 106 yards, two touchdowns for 22 points. Those two by themselves almost uh, were enough to overcome D-ball this week with their great performance. But, uh, you know, when it comes to that Dak Prescott, uh, I think if he's healthy, he's – we talked about Mahomes. I think he's right up there, too. He has, coming off injury, which I think gave some hesitation for people in that draft. And what the reason why he didn't go higher. You know, people just weren't show, sure how he would, you know, play after that gruesome injury last year. And then David Montgomery, 22 points, and he got injured, and he's out. Yeah, he sure he's is. So- and I got the starter sitting on my bench right now in Chicago, so. <laughs> Great pickup. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Montgomery, that's one of those things in fantasy where if he gets hurt and is out, you know, first series, you get zero points. But in that situation, I think the injury came at the last drive or the second to last drive or something. I'm pretty sure fourth quarter at a minimum. And now he's out for several weeks. And that's that's going to hurt hard. No. So that's why you get that win and you take it and you just try to recuperate the next couple of weeks and get by with one or two wins. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. That's for sure. Um, but... Uh, you know, getting the win definitely helps. She's, you know, she's sitting there at 500. And, uh, you know, the rest of her starters were in single digits other than those two. And then Dallas Goddard, of course, uh, had 11 points for her. Uh, big numbers once again on the bench for her team. Debo Samuel with 27 points. DJ Moore with 23. Leonard Fournette with 13. So even with the injuries, uh, she's got the she's got the players on the bench that can help carry her through these next couple weeks. Yeah, that's a lot of points on the bench. We saw that earlier, and you know DJ Moore is having a great year for Carolina, really carrying that you know wide receiver group. And Debo Samuel, I think I just read, I'm not sure if it's true, but I think he might have the most yards in the NFL so far through four weeks. Yeah, he's. I mean, they had Trey Lance get out there. That was a pretty good performance. I was talking to Paul about it. Uh, I think they they picked him up, didn't they? I think they did pick up Trey Lance. I think he's the backup quarterback for him now. I, I think so. Yeah, so uh, he, he saw it too. And, and Debo Samuel's that number one target there. So uh, I think as long as he's playing especially, I think you're going to see maybe even more production than when Garoppolo's in there. Yeah, actually he doesn't have Trey Lance. Just looking it up, stack guy over here. Um, but he might have had him earlier and then dropped him. But um, I don't know, maybe he does. 
or he's consider as considering it because <laughs> I know I was talking to him. I can't remember. I haven't looked at his at his roster yet to see if he picked him up, but I know he was out there because uh, I was looking at quarterbacks uh, and I ended up picking up Daniel Jones, but Lance was definitely out there, so I'm sure somebody uh, somebody snagged him. I'm sure after last week, so we'll have to take a look. Uh, yeah, who's the short one for P A P dash A? Uh, you know, I'm not even sure. <laughs> Somebody's got him. Somebody picked him up for sure. Yeah. We'll see what he can do. Um, oh, yeah. Cheech and Chong, they got him. So last year, I just picked him up this week. You're right. Yeah. Last week, he wasn't on the roster. Uh, wrong week. But another little Paul move, you know, a couple trades, get, you know, picking up a guy like Trey Lance. <laughs> see how he does. Yeah, he's and he's sitting there at one and three now, and so he's he's you know, but he's only a game out of first. We'll get to the divisions here in a sec, but he's got, uh, you know, he's got the players there on his team. Uh, you know, when we when we take a look, uh, when we take a look there at Cheech and Chong Fantasy Apothecary, one hundred and twelve to eighty four. And my goodness, Rennie Devonte Adams really let him down because I mean, even Najee Harris, fourteen points ain't too bad. Twelve out of Metcalf, Russell Wilson with twenty five. But look at your team. I don't really care what most of his team would have done. I think you're still winning this game. Yeah, you know, putting up 112 points, you hope, you, you hope so. Um, big game out of Eckler, but you know, the shocking one was Buffalo D puts up their second shutout in three weeks, gets 20 points. You know, Paul's probably, you know, and Elijah are probably just, you know, biting their tongue there. You know, going, come on, and then Ryan Suckup gets 15 points in the pouring rain. <laughs> yeah, and uh, was it <laughs> was was it the first field goal that he missed where he said what What am I doing? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we were watching that game. First or second one, like a 34 yard field goal pushes it right, and they do a close up of his face, and you can tell he's saying, "What am I doing?" And I thought I was done when I saw that. I thought I was absolutely done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially because you don't know what Eckler is going to be doing the next day necessarily either. And speaking of, you should have worried. The first series you weren't in there watching it when uh, with me, and I saw uh, him limp off the field after that first series, and I thought maybe he was going to end with a zero because it happened to me last year. But it all worked out for you, and you know you got that twenty-three points out of Stafford. Uh, so a great week for your team. And I think just for Cheech and Chong, uh, you know, just not having not having Devonte Adams get what they needed out of him was a big part of the difference. But once again, it really wouldn't have mattered just based on how many points you put up. So a big win for you uh, and a tough loss for him. So you know, you're both sitting there at one and three. A little bit different scenario though in your division versus ours. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's tough. You put up 84 points; it's still a solid number. You know, if he's playing Chili Dog, he's got to win, right? And Warhawks, if he's playing me, he's got a loss. And it's it's the breaks. It's the schedule. It's the matchups. That's the beauty of fantasy football. Most definitely. And one of the other beautiful things are free agent pickups and trades. And we did have the one trade, and people have been been throwing money around to uh, drop and add and drop and add and add the same player a couple times. Uh, I know I've seen that with a couple teams. So it's good to see there's some movement here. And I know there's been... Uh, Adam Schefter's been reporting some talks about trades. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, there, there's definitely certain people that are offering quite a bit of stuff out there uh, right now as far as trade bait. Yeah, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I think people are desperate and you need to get your season turned around if you're not one of the top teams. 
Yeah, and even if you are, you know, I'm I'm sitting there. I know I had a conversation. Well, I, I won't talk about anybody else, but I can talk about myself. I was talking to to you, and I was talking to Paul uh, about just just looking at my lineup and being like, oh, what could I get for this person or this person? Uh, you know, it's always good to have conversations about making trades because you know you might need to do it at some point, and sometimes you might shock the world and people think you're stupid. But maybe it's the best decision you ever made. Maybe it's a you know hundred of you know five hundred dollar decision. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And, and sometimes you got to make that move. <clears throat> yep. So we'll see what happens going forward here with those. But let's quickly go through those division standings again. And as I mentioned, the W the WWE are we calling it or WWF? I, I always forget. Uh, uh, WWF. Yes. The Nature Boy Martinis, Mr. Sacco, Hard No, all at two and two. There's Cheech and Chong. Just one game back. One thing that I found kind of weird, the playoff percentage. Uh, if you take a look here, I'm at 64%. Hard Nose at 40. Cheech and Chong's at 40. Michelle, 7%. They don't have faith in her. No, not at all. And they're projecting her to be dead last at the end of the year. Worst record. And I think that's where that playoff percentage comes, comes from. Oh, Watson my. or whatever. Yeah, just no faith at all. Um, so that our division's definitely coming down to the wire. It always seems like the division I'm in has has this kind of parity. Uh, I think it was that way last year too, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul is one and three and only one game out, and that thing is wide open right now. So we'll see if someone can turn it around here in the you know not interleague play. Yeah, we're kind of like the NFC East of. <laughs> of fantasy football here. Uh, the AEW division, though, my goodness, Warhawks, like I said, just sitting there at 4-0, real strong, uh, you know, winning games, uh, even winning games with the rest of his team not playing well. He's got that number one pick, and that's why he's 4-0. And as you had mentioned, the Hobbits is definitely a difference in momentum between the Hobbitses and Girl on Fire with those two losses in a row for Heidi. Uh, you know, sneaky little hobbits is I think uh, they're they're trending up and as are you with that that big point output. So your division, the AEW there is definitely looking like uh, somebody's got to knock Warhogs down a peg or two. Uh, you guys won't get the chance until the last three weeks. So you got to hope for some non-conference opponents to take them down. Yeah, obviously, I think the game of the year is going to be Warhawks and Holders Holders. Um, you know, when that game comes up because they're looking like the best teams right now disappointing two losses for girl on fire um that division is tough i don't like being in that division that's for sure um you know that may be the division where the wild card comes from so if warhawks keeps going because uh, ecw things look a little different in that division yes they do uh and hodor's hodor's scoring a lot of points 99 percent playoff chance right now so that's what they think of that division there because we got a nine percent chance for waiver wired at two and two uh, 5% chance for D-Ball at 1-3, and three, and then Chili Dog, a 1% chance. Shock the world, Chili Dog. 1% chance. Oh, you, can, you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's rough. rough outlook, at least from the computer standpoint. Yeah, that's why the, the BCS uh, was always BS, in my opinion. So we got to let things play out on the field. So the divisions are, I don't know, it's... it's I think it's there's there's one like we said with Hodor's Hodor's but with Warhawks even he's one injury to Mahomes away from everything changing and I feel like the Hobbitses are on fire right now and you have the capacity to beat any team so I'm kind of excited to see where things go there and then we just mentioned our division 
and the WWF is is wide open. So going into week five here, we got some interesting matchups, Renny. We got Hodor's Hodor's taking on you, the Fantasy Apothecary. Uh, you know, if there's a time for you to have a big win, this is it. Yeah, and I need it, and, it, and I'm not feeling confident. That's for sure. I mean, he's, his team is really, really good. There's a reason why he's four and zero. I think more than anyone else. I, mean, there's a, I think the computer got that one right, at least for now, through four weeks, right if the season ended today. Uh, certainly an absolutely great top-to-bottom lineup, you know. And, um, you know, so I'm going to need some luck this week, that's for sure. And, and uh, just starting tonight on Thursday night with my quarterback, we'll see if that move is the right one or, or should I have started Herbert or Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, every, every week's going to be one of those kind of decisions like, okay, what am I going to do here? How am I going to go about making this decision? Because you never know. Both those quarterbacks can put up 30, 40 points. So we'll see what happens. And with Jalen Hurts, we saw what he could do this last week, but he's on the road against Carolina this week. So that could be in your favor. But something that's not in your favor, Derrick Henry playing Jacksonville this week. No, not at all. My only hope is he gets two touchdowns and they pull him and and rest him and just (laughs) take the, the, you know, 16, 18 pointer. But, um, you, you know, we'll... Again, you know, a very, very tough matchup. You put money on the game, you got to go holders, holders on this one. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And with Justin Jefferson playing the Lions, too, that could be, uh, you know, that team might be spiraling out of control. So that could be a big win for the Vikings. And they might get some, you know, bunch of points early in that one, too. Yeah. So we got uh, another game here, Mr. Sacco against Warhawks. Uh, almost not a must win uh, for Michelle, but she wants to get back on track. And, you know, she's got Joe Burrow uh, at home against Green Bay. And the question marks with Jairi uh, Alexander being out now uh, for that Packers secondary. So it could be a big week uh, for Joe Burrow this week. Yeah, and she needs it to continue. And, um, you know, so um, he's had a pretty decent year. I mean, at times, you know, she's been like, what's he doing in these games? And then all of a sudden he gets two touchdowns. So... You know, obviously, I'm I'm rooting for Mr. Sacco on this one with Warhawks being in my division and four and zero, and I think he needs some losses. I think you know Warhawks is going to be too much. You know, you uh, you got to have faith in your defense because that's who Patrick Mahomes is playing against. He's playing against Buffalo on Sunday Night Football, so that's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait to watch that game actually, and it's going to have big implications in this one. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him, but I I really do like. Uh, as long as Aaron Jones is healthy against Cincinnati, he's questionable, but I'm, everything I've seen is he's probably going to play. And then Saquon Barkley, uh, it's a good running back tandem if they if Barkley keeps up uh, what he's been doing. And then Adam Thielen, another Viking receiver there against Detroit. So she's got some good matchups. And, you know, Stefan Digzo is due for a big, out, uh, a big outing. So maybe he's going to have his breakout game there against that very vulnerable uh, Chiefs secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This is actually it's shaping up to be a pretty good matchup, you know. It's always fun to see the games where people are producing in, in you know, 90s and 100s close games. Those are the fun ones to watch for sure. Yeah, so this one's going to come down to the wire. I think you got to edge to pass though, on this one just because it's hard to bet against the guy. So uh, Until he proves otherwise. You yeah, know? I'm leaning Warhawks in this one as well. So uh, the next game we got uh, D-Ball against Nature Boy Martinis. Uh, I'm sitting there at two and two D ball at one and three. Uh, I'm just looking for a big bounce back game. Tom Brady typically doesn't, uh, 
to have two bad games in a row and he's playing Miami. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And then I got Zeke against the Giants. Josh Jacobs going against uh, going against Chicago. So some all right matchups. But the big question for me is what kind of games Aaron Rodgers going to have? Because Aaron Rodgers has a big game. I might be in big trouble. Yeah, but I like your chances with Tom Brady offsetting that. He's had two row games in a row now. Now he comes back home. Yep. And, uh, as long you know, as you, I, you know, throw it to Godwin. That's the one person I don't want to see scoring. Yeah, I, I obviously, you know, and it's that happens. I had that happen to me in a game, and it cost me a game. And it's, you know, a Gronk is still out. I think, right? Yep, Gronk's still out. So there's a, a lot more, a lot more volume heading to those wide receivers. Yeah, and it feels like Camaro's due for a big game, but going up against the tough defensive front out in Washington. So, you know, great tight end matchup in this one, that's for sure. Yeah, Kittle and Kelsey. Uh, it comes down to what's that Buffalo defense going to put up again, and maybe I can get another huge outing uh, from my defense like I've had already. Even when they give up points, they can score a lot of touchdowns, and they're playing Miami, and... What's the status with Tua? I haven't even really been following Miami. Is he like not playing, or is he, or is he playing? I think they put him on IR, which means he has to be out for a certain amount of time. So yeah. I don't think he's playing. I think it's still Jacoby Brissett. Okay, well I'll take that. Um, so it yeah. could, could be a big week for my for my for my defense, uh, and who knows special teams? I know the the Buccaneers have uh, have some game breakers back there returning kicks sometimes too so I uh, really haven't seen much of that yet this season somebody really somebody's defense that has a, you know a couple kick returns in the same game so maybe we'll see that this week too maybe all right so going on to the chili dog game here now chili dog and girl on fire uh, you know what what can I say other than that I already haven't said is that chili dogs got to get a win and they need to get a win quick and Baker Mayfield going against the Chargers. I don't know about that one. And it looks like Joe Mixon is questionable right now, so he's not ruled out. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor's sitting there going up against a tough Baltimore D on Monday night. So <laughs> you look at Girl on Fire and Kyler Murray, Delvin Cook, if he's – I don't know. What's the deal on him? Is he is he going to be playing? He's questionable. Says he's going to be playing through his ankle injury. I mean, that's the latest reports. Um, but – He's not the same when he's injured. No, he's not. And you know, I would I would almost look at Kareem Hunt as better. Uh, you know, the better back this week they have in there if he's going to be playing hurt. But Delvin's playing against Detroit too, so if he can fight through it or they shoot him up so he doesn't feel anything, I could see him potentially going for twenty five points. But realistically, if he's hurting, you could see another six seven point output out of him. Absolutely. And then we're sitting there with Dawson Knox, as we already Dawson Knox, who we talked about, going against Kansas City. And if there's one thing Kansas City does, they allow a lot of points to tight ends. So you're gonna have to see Evan Ingram come up big for Chili Dog to offset that. And I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to keep up with Dawson Knox the way he's been playing. So it's uh, it's it's hard to pick against Girl on Fire for three losses in a row, the defending champs. Uh, and you know, I think with with her wide receivers with. You know, Robert Woods and Emmanuel Sanders with favorable uh, matchups. It's going to be tough for, for Chili Dog to not fall to one and four. Yeah, I think that 1% is going to stay calculated for one more week. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I'm definitely leaning towards Girl on Fire in this one. But prove me wrong, Chili Dog. I, I'd love to see an upset here. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, now we got Hard No. Uh, going up this week against Waiver Wired. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? 
Uh, pretty good. We'll see if those trades still work out for waiver wire. Yeah, I like hard nosed team, Becky's team. I mean, you know, I was talking on my division a lot, but yours is no cakewalk. You know what I mean? She's got a good lineup there with Prescott, who's very, very scary. Uh, you know, they've run it more than I thought, you know, than last year with Dallas, but that's probably to save Prescott. Uh, she's got a good, solid team there. And, you know, obviously McCaffrey's hurt. He's a really good player. If she can get him back, she's going to have a dangerous team. Um, you know, waiver wires made some new moves that have really helped. He's got two starters now at, at running back, one, two, one and two. And, uh, you know, and Lamar Jackson, who can really just explode it from week to week. Yeah. And, you know, Dak versus Lamar, what a great matchup that is. Uh, and then the way that Leonard Fournette's been playing for uh, for Tampa, uh, going up uh, head-to-head with Antonio Gibson, who is questionable, but had a pretty good week last week. Uh, but we had mentioned McCaffrey being injured, but, you know, Montgomery as well after that big week. So some tough injuries for Becky, but she's sitting there at the top of the division, and she's got some good matchups this week. And I- I'm leaning... I'm leaning towards her this week, but uh, don't count out waiver wired. Uh, I know Chris is always looking to uh, to you know adjust the lineup a little bit here, so who knows if it'll change before Sunday. Uh, but uh, I like uh, Edwards Hilaire uh, against Buffalo. If they're going to win that game, they're going to need to establish something on the ground against Buffalo. So I think you're going to see a heavy dose of him. Yeah, absolutely. I do think the quarterback battle is the key in this one. If one quarterback can really outperform the other, that's going to be the the, the key to success. That's what I'm throwing out there. I might go upset. Although computer projections have waiver wired, waiver wired winning 81.76. It feels like hard nose having a good year. I'm going waiver wired though, kind of in a quasi upset. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll have to lean, lean waiver wired. But I think if Dak, if Dak can have one of those games, like where if, if Zeke doesn't do much and it's going to be, Let's throw the ball all over the field to CD and Amari Cooper. I think that could be the difference in the game too. But I'm I'm also leaning just slightly waiver wired this week. So last not having McCaffrey really hurts. I think that one. Yeah, definitely. So we had the showdown in Madtown with D Ball and me. We have the battle of Blaine going on for our last game of the week. Uh, Cheech and Chong's bomb squad at one and three against the sneaky little Hobbitses at two and two. And, you know, this one's going to have uh, some real implications here at the Thursday night game uh, for Paul uh, with four players going. Yeah, a big, big Thursday night game for Paul. Obviously going with the quarterback wide receiver combo this week, um, you know, which can always be, a, you know, a good strategy as, as long as they're throwing it to that wide receiver. But you can really accumulate points fast doing that. Yeah, he's definitely looking at, uh, I think Paul's wanting to see a run-heavy game out of the Rams uh, where they get quite a few points, maybe get an early two-touchdown lead, and then Wilson and Metcalf have to uh, throw the ball over the field. So we'll see what happens in that one. But as for Elijah, he's got some uh, some big big names going out there. And I think the James Robinson week last week has me wondering, what's he going to do against Tennessee? That could be a pretty interesting matchup, not just in fantasy, but in real life. Uh, is is Robinson going to outperform Travis Henry? Or excuse me, Derrick Henry this week? No. <laughs> no. No faith. <laughs> Urban Meyer controversial stuff right now. Going to loom over it a little bit too much. Yeah, you can go dancing with Urban Meyer, Schmitty. Uh, James Robinson, interesting matchup though. I mean, good solid running back. You know, I don't know why 
Urban wasn't giving him any credit to start the year. He had a good, solid year last year, not just fantasy, but just as a pro ball, you know, running back. Yeah. And he looked good last week. You know, he just, he runs hard. He runs low. He's small. You know, he's just a tough guy to bring down. And, and I, you know, I like him as a back, you know, and it's a, a good starter there for sneaky little hobbitses. Yeah. And then the other, the big game, you know, we had mentioned the game tonight for Paul, but that Sunday night game is going to be a real big one for Elijah. He's got his quarterback, Josh Allen, going again in his wide receiver, Tyree Kill. So he's hoping for a, a passing shootout in that one. But remember with Josh Allen, he can beat you on the ground too. Yeah. And he's looking like he's rolling a little bit, you know, the last few weeks had a real, really bad week one. And uh, so, you know, he's looking like, uh, you know, kind of MVP material, material again. Yeah, and they're definitely the team to beat in that division. Uh, you know, New England still in rebuild mode. Uh, the Jets are the Jets, um, and then Miami a big appointment this year. So you know, Buffalo looking like the team to beat in that division, and Josh Allen part of it, and he could be a big part of uh, Elijah taking his father down this week. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's it for all the games for this week. So looking forward to getting ahead to next week. Uh, start seeing a little moving day action with some of these divisions where it's a little bit tighter. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. And then as a reminder, too, you know, this week we have London games starting. So got to check your phone a little earlier on Sunday or get it all set Saturday night. Yeah, I've had that happen to me before in the past where I was upset with myself, where I was really going to follow the, you know, the fancy football shows in the morning. And I didn't realize that. So I, I had totally blanked on that. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Rennie, because I would have forgotten completely about that so hopefully people that are listening to this if they didn't realize that uh that'll help them as well that's that's why we're here we're here to help people that's right and someone big is is not playing they didn't even take the flight over um a wide receiver uh ridley calvin ridley yeah yeah he's out so that's that's a big loss for them too so yeah starting with london games i was surprised they're doing them with all the the COVID restrictions and everything uh, and traveling wise, but uh, I guess it wasn't a big deal. And the NFL's got some sway too, I'm sure. So uh, they were, they were able to make it work. Gotta, gotta make that money. Most definitely. So, uh, well, that's all I got for this week, Rennie. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me here tonight. Uh, Looking forward to this week five slate of games. And, and, you know, we're going to see where things go after this week. So uh, next week I'll be at the hunting shack again. So, um, not sure. I will probably have to do it on Wednesday if we're going to do it uh, uh, next week. Otherwise, maybe I could try to make it work uh, in the parking lot of the hunting shack if uh, if we could make that work. But I'd rather not. Um, so we might be off next week, but uh, maybe we can make it work on Wednesday, Rennie. That's what she said. <laughs> well, for Rennie Les Brands, I'm John Schmidt. Thanks for joining us here on the North Remembers podcast where uh, down the road here, we are going to find out who is going to wear the crown and become the king or the queen in the north. Out.